Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast. Please enjoy it in the show. We obviously preview the big games coming up for both Manchester teams. Uh, we have a chat about the title race and the transfer window. Enjoy, subscribe, and thank you very much for listening. Manchester Football Social. Hello and welcome to the Manchester Football Social. It is Friday, that means between 6 and 7 we are talking all things football with some legends that are in the studio. I'll introduce the first legend, it is of course myself, I'm John McCraw and I am with, on the red side of Manchester, Statman Dave. Hello Dave. I absolutely love that Joe, referring to yourself as a legend. To my left hand side though is a Manchester City fan, not very keen on that, but Adam, you're a decent lad. Decent, oh, decent. thanks, that's nice and uh, representing with me on the blue side tonight we've got goal's very own Mr Sam Lee hello on both sides really I think yeah, depending on yeah. what the argument is I'm, I'm throwing you on this side so fine legends all round what you can get <laughs> We want your say as well on everything tonight. 0345 treble one seven six two five eight double seven double one. And get in touch. I want to talk about the title race. Is it back on? Don't, uh, and also make sure we preview the Leicester City versus Man United game and Manchester City against Arsenal. But first, I think we need to talk about transfers. Transfer window closed last night, and it was quiet to say boring. Please. Quiet. Oh, you, right, okay, let's go boring. Sam, let's talk City first before we get on to, <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking to, of boring. to United. It's been dull, but I think that's what we expected, didn't we? Yeah, well, Guardiola did everyone a favour back at the end of last year saying City aren't going to sign anyone in January. So like, <laughs> Give you some time off. off. And there was, there was no kidology there, there was nothing. I, I mean, I think he wanted to sign someone, but whoever made the decisions above him went, no. Going to yeah. wait till the summer. So yes, he didn't really do anything. You're not. Um, you're not been watching Hadrock. Hadrock. What are we going for? Hadrock. Um, I think we should just split. move on and go with split. Split. <laughs> when a manager says that he doesn't want to buy anyone yeah. in January, how much as a as a reporter, Sam, do you believe him? Did um, you? Did yeah. you hear Pep Guardiola say at, that? At goal? first, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm not really sure about that. And the the most annoying thing after that was now if I get a tip that they are going to sign someone, you think it, really it, you've really got to, you've really got to go for it because. Yeah. You, you know, you've got to put your name to it, obviously. You've got to say, this is what I've heard. But everyone, all the you know, City fans, everyone else is going to say, but Guardiola's already said, I'm not signing anyone. So it could be difficult. <laughs> but fortunately, in the end, there was no prospect of that actually happening. I think Guardiola did push to try and get a left back halfway through the month, but it just didn't really go anywhere. So yeah, it, it can be tricky. And it's happened in the past. But think, with this one, it was it was all right. I don't think anyone's too disappointed from, from a City perspective either. I know that there was a lot of talk about De Jong and a few of well, us got yeah. quite excited about that one, but... Wasn't to be. He wanted to go to Barca or whatever happened. He ended up at Barca. Um, <laughs> whatever happened. He, just, he had a meeting <laughs> with Pep Guardiola and thought, nah, I'm going to join Barcelona. Unless Pep told him something. I don't know. But um, otherwise, quiet. On the red side, though, boys, what what happened? I mean, you've you've extended Martial's contract. You've got rid of Fellaini. And we've signed Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as manager on an interim <laughs> basis. What <laughs> a January. 
I think the United fans, or? United fans will take away the fact that this January we did get rid of Fellaini. Now some people have respected Fellaini for the last couple of years. You know they might not have respected the way he plays football, but they respected the fact that he goes on the pitch and always seems to give hundred percent, even if hundred percent isn't good enough for Manchester United but it or is. for a top-flight football club. But it is. You go back to the recent success of Manchester United as a football team, the Europa League. Fellaini scored in the semi, assisted in the final. FA Cup, similar situation. League Cup, similar situation where, in fact, Maron Fellaini turned out to be Man United's big game player where teams could not deal with Maron Fellaini. Europa League final, <laughs> yeah. right? Maron Fellaini wins funny 14 aerial duels against Ajax. Which is more than any other team. That's any just other... he's massive. It just never come to that, though. But they will win the game. So are, you, are we going to miss him, Dave? Yeah, we will. He's a, he's a good plan B. He's not a plan A. That's where United are going wrong there, that he's not a plan A. I think, to be honest, I think there'll be midfielders in the Premier League quite glad to see him go. 100%. Like, it's difficult to play. Mainly against. because yeah, of their cheekbones, but... Never mind. <laughs> I um, do think we'll miss Fellaini, uh, but um, for them moments where uh, you've got that sort of back up against the wall, we need a breakthrough, we need that goal to, to secure a point and score three points, and he was always that sort of headache that sort of manager could throw on, and he could cause an headache. Now, literally, do we need to be in a position where we need to get a goal, Manchester United? No. We need to be in a position where we're already 2-0 up yeah. and we just have the game finished, but... If we did go down, he was the man to sort things out. So it depends what mindset you want to put yeah, on. Yeah, 100%. I think that Romelu Lukaku now should be that guy. That if United are chasing a game, they need some physicality, go with Lukaku. And I think we've seen in recent years the Liverpool 2-1 win is a great example of that where Lukaku is physically dominant on Dejan Lovren. Something that Fellaini has done in the past that now we've got you know, a Belgium striker that scored more goals than Didier Drogba to do the role that Fellaini did. So you know, I'm, I'm happy. I think Marcus Rashford is now the, the focal point of Manchester United's attack and should be considering his form, his ability, what he's doing this season. So it's one of those things where I'm sad to see Fellaini go and United fans need to take him with a pinch of salt in a way where, you know, maybe he wasn't the right guy for Man United post-Fergie. Maybe it could have been somebody else. Fabregas was linked. You know, you had the likes of Tony Cruz linked. Yep. But it was Fellaini signed on the last day and he's always gone out there and played for the shirt. And that's a big thing that you can't say about a lot of modern footballers. Every single time that Flay's on the pitch, he's going to put his heart and soul. Maybe his heart and soul isn't good enough, but at least he's there putting in the effort. And I think that's the thing that you've got to take as a football fan. Did Fellaini kind of sum up the post-Ferguson Yeah, era? I think it's, it's been the Fellaini era. In himself, just because he was unorthodox. Yeah, that, that's, that's plan perfect. Plan B, plan C. That, that's it. That, the Man United have been in the Fellaini era. Yeah. It's a good way to describe mm. the transition between David Moyes, between Louis van Gaal, between three managers that I've just <laughs> listed that are just very different. Now we've got Oleg Nassolsko that's equally as different. Yeah. Fellaini is a different player. Would Anthony Martial have signed on this extension if Jose Mourinho was still in no, charge? That's pretty obvious, isn't it? But is that a question on his character? Like He's mentioned Solskjaer, hasn't he? I've, I've seen today. Yeah, I, think I think it's just... Well, it's just do we still need to rake up Mourinho? He's gone. We should just enjoy it. But sorry for Brian. If Brian's listening, I apologise. Brian <laughs> is a is a core of the show, and he doesn't like talking about the Mourinho. Jose, it's like saying Voldemort. I do. Dave, you mentioned that Rashford is the 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 main attraction piece to our attack. Now, Martial signs a five year deal. That yep. can only be a really good thing. You, how do you see his role? in the next five years at Manchester United hasn't he got to be also a key up there with Rashford? he needs to improve he side. needs to improve his consistency he needs to improve his defensive work rate he needs to improve his awareness when Man United have the ball Solskjaer mentioned I think it was today that look, <laughs> he's one of the best finishers at the club but he doesn't run in behind enough that was a criticism under Mourinho that was a criticism under Louis van Gaal that's something that Anthony Martial needs to sit down and go bang I've got to bust the gut you look at the sprint stats again Statman Dave, you go, oh, the stats cheaper than that. <laughs> Haven't you got but, right, you're in. But, but like you can compare Mars, you know, Martial to Rashford. Rashford consistently hits over 20. 20 is, is exceptionally good for a Premier League player. And you know, you look at Martial, he'll have 7, 2, 3, 13. It's too inconsistent. He needs to consistently be running in behind. If he does that, the man is going to score more goals. He's so cool in front of goal. And that is the exciting side about him, that he's got that potential to go to a really, really good place. Is the only thing then that might be a slight negative of the deal was that the length of it, five years, is a, is a long time to sign a player. If the inconsistency doesn't show, you, we, we might be stuck with a player for five years, he'll be on good money um, and just might be sitting at the back. But, you know... Five years takes him to 28, years. right? 28 yeah. is, an, is a, you know, an age where footballers mature. So, that's, you know, again, 23 years old. That's the beauty of Man United right now is there's a very young squad 
and having someone like a Martial commit it's positive for the football club he's had a few wasted years but I think five, yeah. five years is a good opportunity in two years three years if he still hasn't kicked on I think he will I think he will mm. but if he hasn't there'll still be value there because of the contract and someone is always going to be willing to take a chance on it yeah look look. I saw him play for Monaco against Arsenal at the Emirates and he was man of the match mm. unbelievable Dimitar Bervtop was in the same team really good player and the player that played then to the player played now there isn't that much difference yeah. Like he's still the same player and that's what I mean like the improvement needs to go there the game against Juve this season where United came back and won 2-1 he was unbelievable that was the best display I've ever seen Anthony Martial hungry Everyone, every time United got the ball he received it he'd take people on really good performance defensively as well I want to see more of that and if there's more of that then why not Send him, sign him on a 10 year deal and that's the level <laughs> that you can get to I like it wow. I like that from Dave sign him on a 10 year deal wow. fortunately it moves us on to uh, a talking point <laughs> which caused <laughs> a bit of chaos uh, let's just say it wasn't mine or anyone in this <laughs> yeah. room wow. uh, and he's going to probably give me a dirty look through the glass now we put a tweet out about uh, United signing Martial meaning their attacking three is really strong and it could be one of the strongest in the Premier League in a couple of years time let's compare it then to City's attacking three do we have to? I think we do. It was put on Twitter. Yeah. Sam, I'll let you take the lead on this one because well, I'm going to be quiet for a Sam, you be neutral and give us the right answer. Well, yeah, I mean, there is there is a right answer, isn't there? Like, <laughs> you say compare, there is, no, there is no comparison. I'm a massive fan of Martial. I always have been. And even in the last few years when he was getting stick under Mourinho, I was one of these who was, I was blaming Mourinho. And <laughs> Rashford, exactly the same. I, I would always say, when I was arguing with United fans or City fans or whatever, if these two were playing under Guardiola, either at United or at City, yeah. they would be in the positions that Sane and Sterling are in. So I'm a big fan of them. But at the moment, it's just potential that needs to be delivered upon. Lingard, he's had similar criticism to Fellaini in the past. People saying he's not a United player. But he's, he's hot right now, isn't Darren he? Darren Fletcher, his birthday today. Happy birthday, Darren. <laughs> similar player to that category. <laughs> yeah. Lingard, again, I'm a big fan of Lingard. But now all of that said as a trio and individually, they're just not living up to what yeah, the if, City lot Even as a City fan, I, I think... I think <laughs> you know, I, Caveat it. This is, this is my weakest argument of all time. Um, I really like Rashford. I think he's mm. phenomenally talented. Um, but if we're putting three against three, it's, it's straightforward. And if anyone wants to argue, call up. Because we'll we'll all uh, like it. Simple, right? Solskjaer said it in the press conference. Oh, PSG, they may have Cavani and Mbappe and Neymar, but Man United have the best front three in world football, and I agree with that. I think he'd had a drink. Um, <laughs> but let's throw. So that that debate went quite straight down the line. Well, it didn't because I, you know I didn't get no, to step no, in no, and say, look, no right? But Marcus... I'll, I'll give you this. I'll give you this as a, a flip to that question. You you can pick three out of the six. So you've got City's front three. United's front three. You can pick your own three out of them six. Well, I definitely pick Aguero, Sterling, <laughs> Rashford. Right, let's take it in turns, Lingard. Dave. That's Sterling, my three. I'm going to go early. I'm going to go early. There you go. There's my front three. Sterling, Rashford, Lingard. Yep. I'm going to go <laughs> Aguero, Rashford. He gets injured all the time. And no, Martial. Aguero, Rashford, and Martial. Wow. I do. I'm going for City's front three. <laughs> No, Sorry. you said you're oh, Rashford. Okay. Rashford can sit on the bench, it's you, fine. You can't do something like that without me expect you know, expected for me to, to bring up someone like Leroy Sane's stats. This is a weekend. Pretty extraordinary. They were just a, Oh no, I know he was terrible atrocious. against Newcastle. That's we're not talking about the new <laughs> But we have Honestly, to sort of the, the latest game, right? No. You know, everyone's play the no. last performance of these players put in. Didn't Rashford miss from about a yard in Listen, that? he's got right. stats, let him say it. I can't we'll have to give me two seconds. There we go, found him right here. So Leroy Sane's game by numbers versus Newcastle. United, a game that Manchester City did lose, correct? Did we? 25% of his dribbles completed, one successful forward pass, one out of three arrow duels won, zero crosses completed, zero big chances created, and zero shots on target, Adam. Is that good enough? This 40... is the same thing about La Marciello. We could look at Marcial's stats and go, look, this but, one, he was playing in a Mourinho but, team. But, we, but we, we don't. We have currently... I'm just biting my tongue over it. <laughs> I'm just biting my tongue. No, I'm going to Get drawn in, get drawn in. No? I'm, I'm going to City's front three because... You unwittingly. <laughs> he was aiming for Adam and he got me. For me... <laughs> Collateral. You can't play Sterling without Sane and you can't play Sane without Sterling in this pep setup. So, I've got to go for those two. That's how it's going, Dave. We've got those two because those two just assisting each other all day. Fine, done. And we're having Aguero through the middle. Yeah, but you got no work rate in there. Where's your work? Eh? Huh? Where's uh, your work rate? You not watch Where's your Lingard? Play football? Uh, Lingard versus Tottenham and Arsenal. Whew, unbelievable <laughs> effort he puts in. The no. distance he covers, the tackles Aguero's he puts in. Your man. Aguero? Yes. I told you, he's injured all the time. He's not. He has, well, he hasn't been this season. He has uh, I think the big thing with Aguero is he's... He, 
the potential he had when he joined from Atletico Madrid was to really challenge someone like a Thierry Henry yeah. to be he's, a, been a, 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 he's been unlucky, but is that to do with his body? Is it to do with his attitude? What again, like he keeps having those seasons where he's unbelievable and there's a spell where he gets injured. Yeah. Seems mm-hmm. consistent, like his appearance numbers, which you're probably looking for right now, they seem to hit a point where right. the goals will come, he'll look like the best player in the Premier League. And then he'll drop out. More uh, the, the interesting side is Guardiola's use of him as well. Like it's quite interesting how he, he sometimes he's playing, sometimes he's not. Sometimes it's Zeus. Sometimes I think, I think what Pep always thinks is he needs two strikers in that kind of form. Always because, as you've just said, if if Aguero does does have to miss a few games or whatever might happen, we always need that strong backup. But it's, it's, it does seem a bit strange with Guardiola in terms of you know that sort of respect. You know, for example. We're looking at Aguero's appearances. He's never made over 40 appearances in the Premier League for City. Yeah. As in 40 overall, which is, you know, you expect yeah. your strikers. If you're playing Champions League, League Cup, FA Cup, Premier League, you're going over 40 easy. He's, and I think that's the only criticism yeah. I've of Sergio Aguero. He's 29 behind Thierry Henry. Oh, 29. Only 50 the, games less. Anyway, we've got, we, we got to carry Arsenal to a Champions League final. We've got so we'll, um, They lost. We're going to go to a break. I think what we might uh, uh, just end the debate on... Um, in, in, the thing with these young players and these players that we we're just talking about then maybe apart from Sergio Aguero we could have this debate in three years time yeah. Yeah, yeah. so maybe let's just push this debate to one side we'll all get back here in three years <laughs> you time you send a calendar invite right? it'll be 2022 we'll all sit around here and we'll see who's better Marcus who knows Marcus Rashford <laughs> right we're going to be previewing the two games that feature Manchester City and Manchester United I, before uh, the show, had a chat with uh, ex-City and Arsenal player uh, Eddie McGoldrick. We'll talk about that and much more right after this. Manchester Football Social. Hello, welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. I'm, of course, Statman Dave today. We're going to be talking a little bit more about the title race, of course, Manchester City or Liverpool. Nobody wants that. I am joined, of course, with Sam, with Adam and with Joe. If you want to get involved in the show, 0345 triple one seven six two five or alternatively text messages eight double seven double one or if you're into twitter at mcr 40 <laughs> social joe you apparently were chatting to eddie mcgoldrick no this week yes i was eddie mcgoldrick who is former city and arsenal player perfect man to have a chat with about a game on the weekend uh, he's going to be at city square uh, before i asked him about the title race i was having a little chat with him about what he's up to now I'm running a football education programme. It's designed to uh, bridge the gap between grassroots football and academy football. So players that have ambitions to uh, play at a higher level, uh, obviously they're not quite the standard of, you know, the main academies within the country, Mm -hmm. but they're not bad. Um, So it gives them that full-time training programme. We play in the National Football Youth League. We travel all over the country against Spurs, Chelsea, up to Burnley, uh, Everton. Uh, so they get a great experience and then they also have a, an education to fall back on in a B-Tech in sport. So it's combining the two so they don't quite make it and reach the standard that they hope. They've got an education to fall back on. Eddie, you're taking the trip up to Manchester on the weekend. Is that correct? You, for uh, Man, am, yeah. Man City against Arsenal. It's one of those games that you always kind of check out in the calendar. When is City and Arsenal going to play? You know, the big clubs coming yeah. together. That is on uh, Sunday. Um, so when you're driving up, your initial thoughts, you play for both clubs how do you see it as an outsider now then working down for Crystal Palace how do you see this one going out City would say maybe of the stronger team but Arsenal and MRI there's something about them that can really frustrate a club well you know, it's going to be a great game it's always a top fixture as well isn't it so it's live on the box as well I'm really looking forward to coming up it's been 20 years I've never been to the Etihad so I'm looking forward to that experience and, and like you say it's a uh, Probably in City Court, really. Uh, they slipped up at Newcastle the other night, yeah. which was a result that wasn't expected. And then again, you know, Liverpool did the same the next night at home to, uh, to Leicester. So, massive game. Looking at it from without sitting on the fence, City really have to win. Uh, Arsenal in transition under Emery. And but again, I've got the players and the firepower to cause City some problems. But I'm sure if Pep plays his strongest side, 
Um, I would expect them to win on, on Sunday. Not comfortably, but I would expect them to win. 20 years, you say, since you've been up and you've never really been at the Etihad. So there's a lot of changes that has happened. Uh, but can you still see from the City, uh, the way that City run the club, them values that they've still kept? It is a lot about the fans and giving back. Even what you'll be doing on Sunday, which is City Square, which is kind of like just entertainment yeah. for the fans. You still see that kind of same stuff that you, you when you were playing under City, it was just about the fans and giving them the experience of supporting Manchester City Football Club. Well, I always remember going to going the main road as, a, as an opposition player, and again, it was one of the uh, one of the fixtures that you always look for, along with you know the big clubs, Liverpool, United, Chelsea, Arsenal. But always going the main road was a great fixture. You knew it was a great, you know, it's an iconic main road was an iconic ground, and the fact that if you look at the way a lot of football clubs are going now with the new stadiums, the majority of grounds are built in their communities. And the beauty about Man City is that they've moved to a new facility. They're, they're on a different planet now with, you know, Sheikh Mansour's money. But it's still a community football club. It's still being built around the importance of the supporters. And that's the greatest thing about Manchester City. The supporters have always been there through the good. You know, if you go back to the 60s and the 70s, and they were a successful team under, you know, the Summerbees and the Lees, uh, the Corrigans. It was a great side. And then we went through, you know, that difficult period in the early, the mid-90s. And, you know, when I came to the club in 96, we'd just been relegated to the championship. So, uh, but a team that was still full of, you know, top players when I came up, the Roslers, the Dickoffs, Edgehills, Brightwells, Beagleys, Clough. You know, you had Buzzer on the right as well, Stevie Lomas, Kit Simon. So it was a great side, but, you know, we went through a real for a period and it was tough but the fans were always there so I'm absolutely delighted that the club is where it is now um, with a world class manager with world class players but they've retained that community spirit that you know the fans have always always had and they've always loved so it's, it's brilliant to see and I can't wait to get there on Sunday and, and be part of it Mega. Final question from me Eddie and it is about the actual title race as a whole so it's a difficult one to end on how do you see it? Liverpool still have that top of the league. City putting pressure on them. There's a lot of games left. Will Liverpool crack, or do you believe that the strength of their side and Klopp being at the helm will push them past the finishing line and give Liverpool their first Premier League? Well, well it's tough on that. You, listen, you can't say Liverpool in that position, you know, probably two or three year, years ago, and look what happened when they were, you know, home to Chelsea. The pressure will certainly be on Liverpool now. They've got players that have not been in that position. You know, there's players at the club now that they've brought in that haven't been in that position. Um, will they? Will their nerve hold? I'm not so sure. I think City will have the the edge if they continue to win. They get a result. Liverpool will have to come out, and that'll be a tough place to go on Monday night down to West Ham. Mm-hmm. So with the squad that City have, I think if they keep knocking on the door. As it gets closer, we get into the end of March, beginning of April. We've seen it before. Um, it could happen. Jurgen Klopp's done a, a good job there, but again, he's not been in this position. Pep has, the players have. So I think if they are going to slip up, City will be right in the you know the box seat then to uh, to finish the job up, finish the job off, and I hope they do. Eddie, thank you very much for coming on and giving your time to the Manchester Football Social. Have a wonderful first trip to the Etihad uh, and enjoy your Sunday afternoon there. City against Arsenal, half or kickoff. Go down early to see Eddie. Eddie, thank you very much for coming to speak to us, mate. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. So that was Eddie McGoldrick. Now, Eddie will be at City Square ahead of the match this weekend, along with Paul Dickoff and Wigan Warriors' Joe Greenwood. There'll be loads of games, challenges and prizes because they're also going to be celebrating Chinese New Year. Yeah, Eddie was mentioning the title race there and it's... Neither neither City or Liverpool are looking that hot at the minute, are they? It's, it's iffy Shaky because time. what happened, uh, I, nearly, I thought you nearly said something else than Adam, <laughs> I would have really agreed Double with you. Um, there is a sort of this this thing going around now that someone has to step up and be that title uh, race leader. Liverpool had it in the bag. They could have made their length at the top even bigger than it was. But it was snowy, Joe. But it was it's snowy, snowy wasn't it? They balled it. And they only it sorted one of them. You're watching it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. If Liverpool had won on Wednesday, I would have written it off. I, because three games, seven points, three games, mm. would have been a stretch. The fact they've kept it to two, although five is more do- obviously a lot more damaging than four, but 
it's just about still on. Liverpool could have lost that game. Liverpool though. looked shaky, but they didn't. And I think that's mm. the difference at the moment. Liverpool aren't losing those it games. It stinks of yeah. a title. They're, they're it, not, it really does stink City, of a title. City are losing those games at the minute. Mm. Look at the Palace game at, at the Etihad. We <laughs> lost it. Townsend. <laughs> look, look at the Palace game at Anfield. It's oh, it's frustrating. But well, you guys have got to do it. We look awfully complacent, and that's my issue um, as a fan. It looks like we, we scored that goal after 20-odd seconds, and that was it. We didn't look like creating anything else after that. Well, Guardiola's been saying, he said the other night, we forgot to play. And I was in the press Again. conference, I went, what, what do you mean by that? And, <laughs> and he said it, and I went, look, is that not a problem? Because he said it after the Wolves game. Yeah. It was City won up against Wolves, went on to win 3-0. But he said they forgot to attack the box until De Bruyne came on. And then at Huddersfield, 1-0 up, but not looking particularly that good. That was flat and as well, actually, it was half-time, and Sane gave an interview saying he woke us up at half-time. So last three Premier League games, they've gone 1-0 up, but not looked particularly threatening mm. with it. Not, did not basically, they're not doing what Guardiola wants them to. And then it goes back to the Leicester game, the Palace game, yeah. as you mentioned. City again, one nil up in those. I mm. think we're we're lacking a lot of aggression as well. That is something that I've noticed. That there's got to be a bit more about us when when we're struggling. We go to it's just a bit too passive, a bit yeah, too pedestrian, very, and very. that's not what City are on. And we're not creating chances. Yeah, that's the the scary thing at the minute because we're known for creating a lot and sometimes being wasteful. Do you think City look better with Gabriel Jesus up front? That's a big thing at the moment. Like. No, I don't think it makes it. Like, you don't think, think, think centre forward? That was definitely part of it, but I'm not sure anymore. Aguero's the main man now. I don't think it? that's the issue. The, the obvious problem we've got is left back. Danilo's not a left back for anyone's money. And having to bring off De Bruyne was an issue because he looked like our best player. So there's these things, and it's, it's a strange one because it's only five points. It's not that big a gap. For 14 to go, is it? We've yeah. done a lot more than that. Surely, right, you've, you've spent 60-odd million on a winger, Riyad Mahrez. I where, where, where's Riyad Mahrez I at the moment? The yeah. He's someone that can take somebody on. There's someone that well, set the tempo for that Leicester, you know, Premier League winning season. I think it was a very different side, that. He's, he's come under a lot of scrutiny. Some of it right, I don't agree with all of it, because I find him that he's, he's a massive threat when he plays. There's a bit of an issue there, basically, because... He was moaning about not playing so much yeah. in the Premier League, and Guardiola's done the. Well, you need to be happy, otherwise you're out. And is that again, not a Guardiola management thing? Then are we looking at yeah, yeah. like like this yeah. is a squad well, that is. He did it been, with Sane and it worked. So again, like, but it, the, issue the, with, the weird side is it smells a bit like Mourinho. It, you know what? It reeks. It, this is reeks. like out, outside reeks of looking in. Obviously, from the red half yeah. of Manchester, Get the Febreze. It, it's a bit like. Look, Riyad Mahrez, right? You isolate in 1v1, which City do. City, there, one of their ideas under Guardiola, isolate the winger 1v1 with the fullback, right? Mm. Riyad Mahrez is the best in the Premier League, like one of the best. Well, that's why it's on him. He's been staggeringly wasteful when he's played. He's he's still not got into the the Guardiola fashion. Yeah, it looked like he had. Of, like October, November, yeah. all he had, but he slipped out of it again. He's stopped passing in the final third, and that's what's winding City fans up. Like I, I kind of get it because he's got the quality, mm. but what he was doing early doors was he was cutting inside, but then he'd find a pass or he'd finish. At the moment, he's shooting every time he's got the ball. So the variation needs to improve from him. Yeah, that will wind people up. And then he moaned about not playing, which, as we know, faux pas with Pep, won't go down well. Otamendi's done it, Sane's done it. Sane, it turned him into a better player. Or so it seems. But, yeah, there's bigger issues. Left-back, key issue. Missing Mendy massively now. Um, mainly because he's got a left foot. We can't play Danilo at, at left-back. But he's an attacking weapon. I think that's the big thing. I think where you've yeah. ju- you know, you just just summed Again, up City, not chance. creating chances. Yeah. Look at you know, what he was doing. Howitzer from the left-hand side whipped yeah, the yeah. balls into that near post. Aguero would go near post. City would score goals from that. It was that. difficult to defend against. But that is the worry as Manchester not wanting Liverpool to win the title. <laughs> it is that, look, really is. You, you, you know, if you're not playing well and you, the players don't look up for it, how can Guardiola change? Because this, the first season that Guardiola was manager, there was questionable performances throughout that season from some of the City lads that yeah. the season after were record breakers. Well, I think a lot of that first season team left very swiftly. A, a lot of the ones he didn't want were gone. Mm. All the old guard who wouldn't, weren't buying into it. I'm... I have no arguments that this side have fully bought into what Pep wants to do. They loved playing it last season. I think a lot of credit's been taken away from Newcastle. They were 
they were really exceptional good. on Tuesday. But at the same time, you can't go from record points winners oh, in the Premier League to this. And I think yeah. one of the things that Pep did really well at Barca in that spell with Messi, with Iniesta, with Xavi, the, the spell that people throw to, oh, Guardiola's yeah. not a good manager because they're the best players in the world, which is rubbish. He actually went to a back three in that second season. Yeah. Went to a 3 4 3. He, 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 cha- he changed something about Barcelona. He did that in the first few weeks of this season. Do, mm. do you remember that right yeah. at the start? Every, the, the first three, five, three, five, two, where you look good. You yeah. played Azus and Aguero yeah, up front yeah. and you look good. I think that is. So, at the moment, I'm questioning Guardiola because he's come out of the spell of the Bundesliga, yeah. not done well, and now we're seeing a weird patch now. It's a weird patch, but I'm holding on to the fact that Liverpool don't look great at the moment. So if they'd have won on Wednesday, we're, yeah. we're well behind then. But we're, we're just clinging on to that little bit. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to save, we're gonna have to save you, aren't we, Joe? We're going to have to save them. Yeah, Sam. You yeah, go to the press conferences, you see Pep Guardiola. How is he in his, in his person? How is he when he presents himself? From what you've seen last year when he was top of the top of the league throughout the whole thing, now he's playing the chase. Now he's got a chase, yeah. Liverpool. Have you seen anything dramatically change in his personnel or, or how no, he presents himself? Not really. I mean, when he when he came out the other night, I think he had the players in the dressing room for about half an hour. Um, and if you, in fact, if you've seen the stories about Sarri after the Bournemouth game, mm. he was in there for 50 minutes and it was like a proper rant sent out of the coaching staff. Um, he didn't get the team coach back to London. He went in the car by himself. That was kind of like what Guardiola did the other night but times 10. So Guardiola was really not happy the other night. When he eventually came out, he walked past me in the corridors like that is a man who's been shouting. You could see it in his eyes. He was not happy. In the press conference, yeah, after a defeat, he's not happy. But, I mean... That's always the same. Nothing's really changed too much, but for, it's frustrating for me at the minute because if you'd ask him, oh, why is Leroy Sane great? And he'd be like, oh, no, he's not great. He needs to improve on this and this and this. And then you go, oh, you said the other week about Sane. He needs to improve on this. He goes, oh, no, he's great. And you just can't pin him down to anything. And again, when he was saying the other day, oh, we forgot to play. And I said, wow, this sounds like a problem. I went, is, the, well, I went, is that a problem? Because you mentioned it last three games. Then he went, oh, we just won eight games. I was like, well, this is your standard. It's you bringing this that, up. You know, you've got the high standards. That's the word, and that's standard and expectations. We won the league with record points, record goals last year. We were never gonna gonna do that again. But, but the, the, the thing I think the, the the interesting side is this: City have never attained the Premier League title. No, no, no. well, no. Is this ten years? But but I think the interesting that's side with City is that the with the the resources and what they did. This is the chance where City should yeah. be doing this. We've got the team to But do you it. think as well with like the Yaya Torre team, that was one hell of a side. A lot of variation going forward, great midfield. Is that something that is good to do? Like you mentioned Sari, Sari, Chelsea. We like we know that the Chelsea players yeah. turn on managers. They really turn on managers. They've yeah. turned on Sari, they turned on Mourinho, they turned on Conte. Is it a weird thing with City where is this this mental block where retaining I, the Premier League title, keeping the standards as high as you mentioned? I, standards. I don't think it's. I don't even think it's that. We have a an innate problem somewhere in the club that I don't even think they mean to do it. We win the league and we fail to strengthen enough. We bought Mares in, who obviously club record signing, exciting signing, but there was no Fernandinho replacement. There was no other left back. We had Mendy and we knew he had injury problems. So that's a little bit of an issue, but. All this being said, I'll be a bit more positive. If we do win it this season, it'll be my favourite one. Obviously, apart from winning it on the last day. But just in, oh, yeah. in terms of... Uh, sorry, we've got 13 favourite Premier League moments right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, OK. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that one. But it just would be because it's this Liverpool team, and we know what the press are like, being able to beat them to it late on in the season would be delicious. Especially if there's a slip from and Jordan Henderson. Especially with Klopp. Like What's Klopp moaning about now anyway? Can we... The it's the weather, isn't it? It's the snow. Uh, it's crazy, though. It's Kyle Walker's tweet today. It's Kyle Walker's tweet. Oh, yeah, he oh. called him a bit unprofessional, did he? Or yeah, well, he, he, he made him play. If he didn't want to make an issue of it, he could have said, oh, I'm not really bothered, let's just forget it. It's all silly. But he, he did say, oh, well, I never celebrated another person's... Defeat, and I, that's not how I experience football I or whatever. Like, don't oh, don't get on your high horse and say, "Oh, I've never celebrated anyone else losing." But he has. I've seen him be ridiculous exactly. on the touchline when another it's, uh, it's his team scored. Although, let's let's have it right. Kyle Walker's tweet was just. What did you make of Kyle Walker's tweet? Was it him? No, or was it's it not him. Well, no, it's we his know it's not. It's, it's his agency, guy. but <laughs> just come on. He just smacks of agency. I've no but surely, do you not think his agency went to Kyle Walker? I'm going to tweet this. No. He's, he's hired them. He's hired them just to tweet whatever they to, want. To look, look. Sensibly. And but even something like that, you, I would have run it past if I was in charge of Well, if you want some stats, you know, you can come over here and I'll, I'll run his account for him. is that going to look if Liverpool go seven points clear? Come on, it's like... 
Yes. That would. That would. Does, everyone, does everyone know what we're would, talking about? The cut. The, the, oh right, yes, the sorry, Harry, sorry, the Harry yeah, Maguire yeah, World Cup meme of him leaning over, talking yeah. to some girls, going, and basically they, they being Liverpool, thought they were going to go seven points clear that night. So Liverpool fans weren't very happy about it. But to be fair, there was loads of City fans. No one was like, happy about everyone. It. All the replies I saw before I got absolutely sick of it. We're just City fans saying, sort yourself out. Do you not out. think it's good? I like, I like a good wind-up like that. I mean, if it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also, <laughs> if it pays off well. If it pays off, you've... But either or, if it pays off, then you, you look like a genius. If it looks rubbish, then you look like an idiot. It's one of those classic <laughs> yeah, things, though, it's because like, it's deleted it anyway. You've got to stick by those types Pep's of things. Pep's giving him an nudging. I've just seen this right on Twitter. Give him a poke. Can you get rid... No, that that was silly anyway, and Klopp moaning about the snow was... Oh, go away, Klopp. He can't really moan about the snow because they cleared half the pitch. This is the weird side of it, is that they they he moaned about the counter-attack in the first half. He kept on getting stopped on the ball. Did you not realise there were two teams in the game? Both playing on the same pitch. I don't know because again, moments in that second half where Leicester City were breaking and the, the, the counter attack was stopped because of the snow. Yeah, and it's one of these things where you, like, if you're going to do that, it's for a reason, right? You've you've chatted to your staff and you've been like, look, right, the pitch is going to be really slow in there, half or our half, and you know, vice versa. But again, yeah, yeah. Can can we mention United Burnley? We can. Uh, uh, actually, no, we're going to have to go to a break. Oh, that's uh, this <laughs> is the Manchester Football Social. Stay tuned. Coming up, uh, we can maybe talk about Burnley for like Quickly. 15 seconds. That's in the next section. Uh, we are going to be talking to Lee Chappie, uh, the Leicester City fan, and Matt, the Arsenal fan as well. We are going to be previewing Manchester United against Leicester and Manchester City against Arsenal. That is right after this. Manchester Football Social. This is the Manchester Football Social on Excess Manchester. If you want to get in touch with us, you can call us on 0345 111 and text on 87711. On Twitter, we are at Social. I'm Sam Lee, and in the blue corner tonight, we've got Adam Keyworth. In the red corner, it's Statman Dave and Joe McGrath. And as a United fan and a City correspondent, I'll be floating between the two. <laughs> We've still got absolutely loads to get through tonight. Probably too much, if anything. Um, <laughs> In about 10 minutes. Potentially the prospect of Jaden Sancho coming back to Manchester. But first, what we definitely need to get right into is the two big games mm-hmm. this weekend. We have got City hosting Arsenal and United travelling to Leicester. Indeed. So we've got two United fans in the studio. Fuck might even it up a bit. We've got Leicester uh, fan Lee Chappie Chapman on the line. Hello, mate. <laughs> Chapman, I like that. I like that. That's what it says on my nose. Just read it out. So, Brilliant. talk to us about a weekend. Well, actually, I mean, you did uh, City fans a favour uh, in helping them get that one-all draw on the weekend. So, I think they deserve. You're going to give them a round of applause, Adam? No, because they beat us. No, that, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> they was that much of a favour. Yeah, the whole world was back in Leicester, weren't they? Apart from obviously Liverpool fans, the whole world was back in Leicester. It was mad. Do you think you should have won on Wednesday? <laughs> Sorry, say again. Do you think you should have won on Wednesday? You know what? If James Madison put that away, uh, that, that header that he missed, it was this absolute sitter. Um, and I think if Demai Gray squared that, I think it was Jamie Vardy yeah, coming down the right mm-hmm. uh, instead of shooting. I think I think it would have put it to bed, probably. Yeah. As uh, people listening, obviously most of them from Manchester, some United fans were listening. I basically want to know unless they're going to do what they did to Liverpool and do what they did to City and cause a bit of an upset on uh, on the weekend. <laughs> Well, look at it this way. We've played, I think we've played 25 or six games between us and we've only ever beat you twice. One was in 98 and I was a kid back then. Uh, I was, I think I was about 10 or 8 or something like that. And I do remember it. I think it was, a, was it a Tony Cotty goal? I think it was Tony Cotty. I'm not <laughs> yeah, sure. In the day. Crikey, that's a stat. <laughs> and um, we we won a couple of seasons ago on the Great Escape season um, five three with a big comeback at home. It was my birthday actually on that day, so it was an amazing birthday for me. <laughs> the five three game, wasn't it? That absolutely ruined yeah, Van Hal forever. That was insane. <laughs> it finished uh, and we've lost we've lost sixteen games and drew seven of you guys. So we've not got the best of records. Uh, and with Solskjaer coming in as well with you guys, you're on form. You're on fire. I'm a bit worried. <laughs> Dave, when you look at Leicester. Should it be a game that Oli can, can win? Get back on a winning streak? Yeah, I think so. But I think you know, Leicester have been pretty decent over the last month or so. Defensively, mm. they look quite good. If they made the right decisions in the final third, they would have got a result against Liverpool. They've got some good results previous to that. But I think it's all about United unlocking the door. And the big thing for United and coming out of the press conference is obviously Pogba is fit. You know, some knocks that he took against Burnley, but he's fit. And he's been in great form over the last month under, under Oli. He's really 
He's looked like an inspirational character that you expect when you pay 80, what, 6 million for him or however much United yeah, spent on him. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing. Leicester need to deal with that. Um, so, Lee, again, your defensive midfielders, you've signed Yuri Tilsman as well from Monaco on loan. Are you kind yeah, of excited yeah. to see him? That was a straight, that was a straight swap, actually. For a straight swap, so that's gone through. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that that was that went through yesterday. Uh, excited to see him, but at the same time, I'm kind of gutted that Silver's gone because he didn't really get a chance to shine in the squad. I don't think, uh, and he, he's meant to be a very a good quality uh, central sort of defensive midfielder. And uh, I don't know, it's just weird. We don't really need a midfielder. We need an attacker, and we haven't got it apart from Jamie Vardy. The whole, I think, the whole problem with Leicester is the last three or four years, the whole team's been based and stats and tactics has mm. all been based around one player. Mm. Um, we're not a one-man team, but I think we we um, what would I say? We just work around him, mm-hmm. uh, and I think Pure's been trying to change that up this season. And I think that's half the reason why a lot of the fans don't want him here anymore is because the style that he's trying to play is kind of boring and, and doesn't work exactly. Lee, thank you very much for your call. I, are you, I'm going to plug the Premier League fix because it's on your Twitter account, and if people are watching it, because that's your YouTube. Um, they might think it's Jamie Vardy hosting, but you are, of course, the legend uh, who, who you know, quite looks exactly like Jamie Vardy. So, <laughs> yeah, so if people like, go over stuff. to that YouTube channel, the Premier League fix, it's definitely you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's hundred percent me. Uh, I, it's on Facebook as well. It's just, it's just gone mental. Started it only a couple of weeks ago, and it's, it's up to seven k already in like two weeks. It's just insane. Lovely. Elite underscore Chappie as well, isn't it, on Twitter? Yeah, that's on Twitter, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll give you a call on Monday, see how the game went and get you on again. Is that good? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always available, mate. Always available. Cheers, Lee. Thank you very much, Lee. Lee Leicester against Manchester United is this weekend. And go follow Lee on the Premier League fix. Um, a little score prediction for me then, Dave? 2-1 Man United. I was going to go 2-1 as well. You two... 3-1 United. 3-1 United. Positivity. I'll go with an optimistic 2-2. Oh, <laughs> optimistic. I, you'll probably win 2-1. 2-2. Two, two. <laughs> On to the blue side, Etihad. Right, yeah, this is... I've just been saying Sam off air. I think this week is the make or break week. We've got Arsenal, Everton, Chelsea, all within seven days. And nine points out of nine from them would leave us in a really healthy position. Whether we can do it off the back of some very shaky performances, I'm not sure. But Newcastle might have been the catalyst for a bit of a, a kick. Mm. So it doesn't look too short. It could go either way. No, well, yeah, it could go either way with that. But uh, what I'm not sure about is that being done. You know, it, no, not I, done. I, but... I wouldn't be surprised at all if City won the next three games. But it's the middle of February, and yeah. you know, City have had setbacks, and then they've come back and look really good. Look between. The defeat at Leicester and the defeat at Newcastle it was it thirty-three goals, two conceded, or whatever, eight wins in a row. It was ridiculous. So there's there's just so much to go. I think what it does give us is another chance to put the pressure onto Liverpool and go within two points again, which is a big thing. But we've already managed to mess that up. Once, so <laughs> we've got uh, Arsenal on the line called nice. Matt. Hello, Matt. Hi there, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. Uh, the City fans are in the studio just talking about the, the amount of games they've got coming up this season. I mean, not this season, this... Uh, this uh, obviously, we all get 38. Uh, <laughs> not yeah. this season, but this month. Arsenal are in the mix there. Going to the Etihad. What do you think yep. uh, is going to happen this weekend? <laughs> We're going to get smashed, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't do I this. Mean, I mean... I mean, yeah, well, that's kind of positive because we don't want Liverpool to win the league. But are you not posing any threat? I don't want Liverpool to win the league either. I have to. I'd rather. I'd rather City win the league than Liverpool, simply because when you live in London, you don't really have to put up with too many City fans down here. Whereas I know one City fan. He's called Ad McGinley. Works on your station. <laughs> uh, whereas with Liverpool, Liverpool fans everywhere down here. So I'd actually rather um, City win it. But I, you know, you think about City. Is well, they don't get too many bad results. But when they get a bad result, another bad result seems to follow. So you never know about uh, this weekend. The I mean, the, the reason for my pessimism. Just look at our defence. It's a shambles, isn't it? It's, it's not like Arsenal. It's not what Arsenal's built on over the years. Arsenal's built on fantastic defence. But if you look, if City play to how they normally play, it, our defence is there for taking. What, what do you reckon of the signing of Denis Suarez? Obviously, ex City youth. Um, he oh, looks right. like he might be a good fit at Arsenal. 
Yeah, do you know what? I've never seen the guy. I've, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever saw him before, City. I mean, I, I really know very little about him. I mean, uh, even people who watch Barcelona, has he really has he played too much for Barcelona? He's played uh, I mean, 1,748 minutes over the last three seasons. Yeah, so it's I mean, not. It's, I don't think many. Majority, unless you really know about your world football, I think that most of us don't don't know too much about him. Um, good sign. It seems like a good signing. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's coming. He's not going to sort the defence out. That's what really needs sorting out. Is that, I mean, because if you look at Arsenal this season, it, it, they've not been set up that badly in defence. It's just if you look at the you look at the defending, it's, it's, it's individual errors. It's just mm. bad defending. No, I think you know Denis Suarez I mean? is going to be an excellent excellent signing for Arsenal. Um, mm. But again, defence is the issue. Um, it is, and it's, like, it's a sad thing for Arsenal because if you look at Arsenal traditionally from the 30s to the 70s to the uh, the George Graham years and then even the, the early Arsene Wenger years that were built on the George Graham defence Arsenal, is, Arsenal is, uh, as a successful team is built on great defending and you look at this lot it's just a shambles it's just <laughs> embarrassing you've always got a chance with Aubameyang up front though that's that's the thing yes. and we look yes. quite shaky at the back at the moment as well. Lacazette yeah. Lacazette's the one Lacazette would be great well, yeah. I mean it's yeah. not going to happen but it'd be a great signing for Matt give us a little uh, a prediction then please a bit more positive than how you started things off surely you can get something <laughs> I, I, I hate making predictions, but if I had to, if I had to really make any predictions, I'd say know. probably 3-1. 3-1. City, 3-1. Matt, thank yeah. you very much for your call. Matt giving it 3-1 to, to City. Do you so, see it just going the same way? Well, after Marley was on uh, the City show on Tuesday, and he said, oh, yeah, I think Newcastle will lose 4-1 today. Um, I'm not listening to anyone being pessimistic about that now. But... My score, I hate these score predictions. Um, <laughs> I'll go 2 1, tight 2 1. Sam? Uh, 3 0. 3 0. 3. I, I, think, I think he's got the, the number of it, even I Emery. Yeah. I think Pep Guardiola has beaten him consistently for his career. And the, the only thing that would stop that is he's going to have a plan that can come up with beating Emery. But if for whatever reason the players aren't responding, then we'll find out just how mm, serious the problem that is. Big. But I do think City will win. Um, one last thing. Can we get Sam? You talked about Jaden Sancho. Mm. There was a really scary tweet that you put out about uh, United maybe sniffing around Jaden Sancho. Give us a, a really quick. Well, I just saw it in. I saw the story in the Metro this morning, but basically what I'd heard. I don't like that. A while, about a month ago. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I, maybe, I don't like this. What, what I think it is. <laughs> do you remember that story when Brahim Diaz went to Real Madrid? Yeah, the, and salon. there was a salon clause of like 15%. So if Madrid yeah. sold Brahim Diaz. But if it goes to United, it's 40%. Mm-hmm. And City were really keen to have that out there. Like, because you think, reading that, you think, that's a bit embarrassing, a bit small time. That was generally the reaction, wasn't it? Yeah. But City were really keen to push that, that, oh yeah, well, he won't be going to United because of this. And now what I'm thinking with that is, the regret. Do they worry that Sancho's going to go to United and they want to stop that happening? Sam, let's just carry this on in the podcast extras. Ooh, if people are listening, we're going to carry on this little chat. So get the podcast, Manchester Football Social. Adam, Sam, Dave, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you, Enjoy uh, the games on the weekend and make sure you get the podcast as we talk more about Sancho. Thank you for listening to the Manchester Football Social. We're going to be talking a bit more about Jaden Sancho and Sam's little scary thing about whether City is scared that Sancho might end up at United. So, would you two take him? We've, we've talked in the podcast about uh, front threes. Mm. That would change things. <laughs> that would. Sancho, <laughs> would you... Uh, I know, Dave, you're a massive Dave fan of him. very happy about Yeah, him. no, I think, I think he's, a, he's a wonderful player. And, you know, United's long-term plan, getting Angel Gomez, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Jadon Sancho, it started. <laughs> but that would be exciting. Again, that's the, the, the front three or the three behind a striker that played for the... England under-17 side that won the World Cup. You know, Sancho for Dortmund this season has been unbelievable. What a talent. You know, nine assists in the Bundesliga this season. He's just, he's fresh when you watch him. And I think when Marco Royce plays with a certain calibre of player like a Mario Goetze or, you know, someone like that, Shinji Kagawa, you realise the talent. And that's something that Jadon Sancho's shown in the Bundesliga that at the, the top level, he is still a fantastic talent. What I like as well is he's not so, I think he's a very unselfish player. Yeah, I, I don't begrudge him leaving City either it's it's such a weird one because yeah he's this extraordinary talent and mm. you could see it when i used to see the the youth a lot working there and he was always the standout yeah. and i always thought this is going to be the guy him and foden and diaz were always in every single game but sancho used to destroy teams on his own just for fun and he looks like he's playing and having fun yeah and i love that and he would have played a bit part at City. We know that. Very, very bit part. So how how can you begrudge him going? Would he not be in the can't. team now? No. 
Do, but you're thinking, right, okay. Yeah, he wouldn't have be, had the opportunity. Uh, but should he be in the uh, team Over Mares, right? It'd be, in hindsight, yeah. Right now, it, you know, with Mares' potential problems dip. with Guardiola, right? You yeah. know, he's going to be on the bench. He's the, yeah, yeah. the second choice right midfielder. Yeah, it's it's a strange one because we'll never know. We'll never know what happened. I, I don't think it was a very happy falling out in the end um, from what you've we've read and what Sam's probably covered before in stories that it seemed a bit that he wanted assurances he was going to play and then the, there wasn't any and it's... It's a strange one, but it's good to see him doing so well. And there's no doubt he'll be back in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, he's not—he's not scared, is he? He's gone no. to—he's taken That's the. Good. Well, to be fair, City wouldn't let him go anywhere in England, but he went yeah. to Dortmund anyway. Yeah, he's made a big go of it. You know, he's playing with his personality, and I do kind of think, given the circumstances under which he left City, I yeah. think he. He might relish a move to United he's, to, to make just a to point. make the ultimate he's just point. Just to make a point. Yeah, yeah. Would be the ultimate point. And it will be what a signing it will be for United because obviously they need that right hand side lockdown. Yeah. And Woodward, he'd, he'd spend ninety million to say, look, we signed a player for this amount of money. And if it gets one over on City, and he's the next big English thing, it would be the perfect signing. It, for it makes sense. A lot like Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic has been heavily well, was heavily linked with United pre Chelsea move, yeah, yeah. but that was a lot on the marketing side of American. Yeah. Similar yeah. thing with an English player that you, the branding that you can do, the deals you can do, it makes a lot of sense on a business side as well as a footballing side. Footballing side, what you have your right hand side dealt with for the next ten years, yeah. and again, that's the talent. He's so ambitious, and that's what I like about him. Not cocky mm. or arrogant, just pure ambition. He, by all accounts, turned down big money at City to stay, and instead he took a risk. That's a risk going to play for Dortmund. Taking, he's got number seven shirt. Taking yes, the yeah. seven straight away. That's from Dembele. That's bold. Yeah. And he's he's proven himself he's potentially going to win a title in his first season and be a starring role. And I think that that's the interesting side. You know, we spoke about Royce before and you know the the link up with Hakimi as well at fullback. Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of shows him as a player that he bounces off people. It's exciting. When you have him with one a talented player, he'll bounce off another talented player. So with United's attack with the likes of Rashford, like Thinking about that link up, and then when Gomez does come through, that as well have played together before. Like, it's only yeah. exciting it's, for Manchester United. It's mm. a an exciting thing as well about Sancho is a is English and he's so young, and there's no doubt he'll be in the England squad for however many years now. He's not going away, and if he does win a title, that's just a f- frightening achievement mm. to go there, be a starring role, yeah. and win a title almost instantly. The, <laughs> Yes, it's almost uh, yeah. like so and then the Premier League the him. year after for Manchester United. Oh, let's hope not. Let's hope not. That's Gents, gonna make me sad. <laughs> Thank you very much again for listening. Uh, leave us five stars because we've been really good, haven't we? Yeah, I'd give us. Well, five. that was a bit more enthusiasm. Ten stars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ten stars. At least five, if anything, Twenty yeah. stars. Twenty stars. What's a nice comment? Bye. Thanks. The Manchester Football Social EFL and Below Show with Football Man Cave. Hello, I'm Niall. I'm Aaron. And I'm Ian from the Football Man Cave. This is a brand new show from the Manchester Football Social looking at all the footballing action in Greater Manchester that doesn't come from Old Trafford or the Etihad. If you're a follower of Oldham, Bury, Rochdale or any of the other teams outside of the top flight but inside Manchester, then each week we're going to have the news and views that you want. So subscribe to this podcast now wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll get the very first show to you as soon as it's ready and you can contact us at any time with any issues or questions you may have for the show via our twitter account at mtr footy social and use the hashtag efl below it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.